about two weeks into a new year. And so how are you doing on your resolutions? There's probably a very good chance that you have uh, broken all of them and given up on them, if you even made any in the first place. Because many of us have realized that we break them by now. Um, I understand this is the week that the gyms will be empty again. Uh, I don't know because I didn't go in the first place. Uh, so in, in a world where we give up making resolutions because we know we're just going to break them in the first place, we are reminding us of some things that the Word of God calls us to, and that there may be some resolutions that are worth making in 2020 and worth keeping. Our first resolution worth keeping last week was to pray more, to be in touch with the God who is the source of all life on a regular basis. And I know some of you have been praying more. Um, I've seen you post about it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, you've been praying more. Well, what a good use of Facebook instead of all the other stuff we use it for. Pray more. We're going to follow that up with another resolution that if we would keep this this year just might radically change the course of your life. We're going to begin by praying more, but then we're going to worry less. What if 2020 was the year that we started to worry less? Twenty nineteen, it's the year we just finished. You remember that one? That was a heck of a year. The U version Bible app tracks um, what verses people who use their Bible app highlight and share and read. The most highlighted, shared, read, Bible, searched for Bible verse in 2019 on the YouVersion Bible app was Philippians 4, 6. Do you know this verse? Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It was the number one highlighted, searched, and shared Bible verse in 2019. Another translation puts it this way. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Are you surprised that that was the most searched for, highlighted, and shared Bible verse of 2019? Probably not. <laughs> we are worrying people, aren't we? We fill our lives to the brim with all the stuff that we have to do. Seems like there's not a second that we're awake that we don't have something that we should be doing. And once we have filled our lives as full as we possibly can with all the stuff that we have to do, then we start to cram worry into all the spaces between the things that we are doing. And we fill our lives so full with the stuff we have to do, and then we cram all our worries in there, and there's no room left for God, for others, or ourselves. We are worrying people. What do we worry about? We worry about all the what ifs, don't we? What if I don't get everything done? Students worry, what if I fail this paper or test or class? What if I get sick? What if I lose my job? What if, what if, what if? We worry about our bank accounts. And we worry about gas prices. We worry about the stock market. We worry about the weather. 
Anybody worried last night? Some of you know. You're the crazy folks. We worry about getting older or about not getting older. We're worried about the Panthers, aren't we? (laughs) We worry about what people will think of our shoes and whether we wore this outfit last week or not. Some of you are worried about who you're going to marry. And some of you are worried about who your kids might marry. We all worry about our kids. We're worried about the 2020 elections. And we're worried about the direction of the United Methodist Church. We're worrying folks. In the early 1970s, some of you remember the early 1970s, the economy was tanking in this country. And there was a shortage of oil. And people were worried. The great oil crisis. In December 1973, I was uh, two months old, and I remember this well. In December 1973, Johnny Carson got up on The Tonight Show and told a joke. He said, you know what's disappearing from the supermarket shelves? Toilet paper. There's an acute shortage of toilet paper in the United States. Ah, He's just making a joke in the midst of the oil crisis, but the next morning, Shoppers were lined up outside of the supermarkets when they opened to buy as much toilet paper as they could find. By noon, most stores were out of toilet paper, and it was three weeks before they could keep any in stock. We worry about running out of toilet paper. We're worrying people. What have you worried about over the last week? Some of the things we worry about are very serious. We worry about family, marriages, health, jobs, safety. We worry about escalating violence in the world. We carry some heavy burdens, and our lives are filled with worry. But our Lord Jesus speaks into the lives of those of us who are worrying people. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus has a word for you who are a worrying person today. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25. Jesus speaks to you. Therefore, he says, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Do not worry, Jesus says. And then ends with this question, can worry add a single hour to your life? Do you get anything valuable by worrying? Do you live longer by worrying? See, Jesus knows what worry does to us. Worry has a way of filling our lives. The word worry comes from an old English word that means to choke. And isn't that what worry does? It chokes the joy out of our lives. 
Worry fragments us. It pulls us in many directions at once. It causes us to be all over the place. When we're worried, we are preoccupied. To be occupied means to be busy doing something, like your occupation, what you do for a job. And when you're preoccupied, you're busy doing something before that something is here yet. It's you're busy with something before it's time to be busy with it. So you're not present in the present. Worry becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, doesn't it? Like Johnny Carson making a joke that we're out of toilet paper and suddenly we were out of toilet paper. (laughs) Students know this when they get too worried about taking a test. If they get too worried that they're not going to do well on the test, that worry can prevent them from doing well on a test. Worry becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So Jesus tells us, do not worry. But we live in a culture that encourages us to worry. We live in a culture that can control who we are when it can, can, can uh, trick us into worrying. That's what the news does. The news used to be a thing that told us what was happening in the world. Well, that's when the news was on for 30 minutes a day. Now the news is on all the time, and it has to create a sense of constant emergency to get us to keep tuning into that. It creates a sense of impending doom. And if you spend too much time watching those 24-7 news stations, they're going to give you something to worry about. The, The stock market is crashing, they say. You need to worry. But then when the stock market is going up, is everything good? No. They say you better worry because it might crash tomorrow. Advertisers, if you watch the commercials, their whole job of an advertiser is to convince you that there's something missing in your life, and if you don't buy their product, you're going to miss out on something important, and that gives us a sense of worry. I am somehow incomplete. I mean, if you watch football games today, watch the beer commercials. The beer commercials aren't selling beer. They're selling a version of the good life that you don't have. And then you see those people who are celebrating the good life that you don't have drinking this particular beer. And then you start, what they're trying to get you to think is that maybe that beer is the path to the good life. Of course it's not. You know better. If you stop and think about it, you know what they're doing. The problem is we don't stop and think about it. I mean, you remember when when you were a kid and they would put that toy inside the box of cereal? I don't think they do that anymore. Maybe I just eat the wrong cereal. I... Man, and I can remember, I would see on those Saturday morning commercials that, uh, that, that there was a cool, awesome toy that was going to be in Cookie Crisp or Captain Crunch. And so, Mom, you've got to buy the Cookie Crisp this time. And you think, oh, my life will be so much better. I mean, that's not the words that a kid used, but that's the idea. My life will be so much better when I get this cool toy that's in the cereal box. And so mom finally gives in because they are tired of listening to us nagging all the time. They have too many things to worry about. They don't need to worry about their kid who's nagging them to buy this cereal. And so they finally give in and they buy it. And so then you start eating. You eat all the cereal as fast as you can so you can find the awesome toy that turns out to be a piece of junk. Your life is worse than it was before 
now that you have this amazing toy. But that's what advertising does. It convinces you that there's something that you really don't need that you need. (laughs) And so we live in this constant state of worry that we don't have all the right things. Okay, we're heading into an election year, right? Do you know what the elect, uh, everybody running for office does? They convince you their entire strategy seems to be to get us to worry. Worry about the state of the world and most importantly, worry about the other side. And so we're going we're gonna to spend 2020 in this sense of worry because that's what they're going to do to try and get our votes. We are formed to be worrying people. We live in a world that encourages us, that makes money off of our worries. So what's Jesus say to us worrying people? Do not worry. So there you go. We're done. Go home. Don't worry. Just try and stop worrying, I don't know, for a few minutes. And you know what I found out? You can't stop worrying by trying to stop worrying. Because you know what you're going to do? You're going to worry that you're worrying too much. Some of you are doing that right now. Like, oh my word, he's talking about me. I worry way too much. And now you're worried that you worry too much. Oh, and it just you spiral, and so now I got to go buy Captain Crunch because that'll, that'll that'll get me out of this mess. <laughs> what if there's another way out of the mess? You can't stop worrying by trying to stop worrying. Jesus, Jesus tells us. I'm gonna skip a little bit down in Matthew chapter six, verse thirty-one. He says, so do not worry. There it is again. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the people that don't know the one true God, they run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. How do you stop worrying? You seek the kingdom of God. Don't fight the worry. Instead, seek God's kingdom. Worry chokes out the spiritual life. And so the antidote to worry is creating space for the spirit by seeking the kingdom. That's why we're doing these in this order. Pray more, worry less. They go together. Don't worry, Philippians 4, 6 says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. The way to worry less in 2020 is not to try and stop worrying, but to create space for God in your life. So you can't worry and pray at the same time. You can't worry and pray at the same time. Some of you are like, oh yeah, watch me. (laughs) It's like if, I remember my grandpa challenging me when I was a kid to, uh, to pat my head and rub my belly at the same time. He's like, I bet you can't pat your head and rub your belly at the same time. I'm like, yeah, you want to bet? Look at me. Oh, that's backwards. We'll pat and rub. See, I can do it, but I look silly, don't I? (laughs) It's the same thing. Maybe maybe you can pray and worry at the same time, but you're going to look silly doing it. Here's why you can't pray and worry at the same time. You've got to understand what worry is and what prayer is. Worry is when you think about a trouble that you have, and then you pull that trouble back on yourself. It's to be preoccupied. It's to take something that might happen that hasn't happened yet, 
We pull it back on ourselves. We pull the weight of that problem in on ourselves. We think, oh, I have to, I have to do something about this, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And we pull it back on ourselves, and we carry the weight of that burden, of that trouble, on ourselves. Do you know what prayer is? Prayer is when you take a trouble and you release it to God. That's why you can't worry and pray at the same time because worry worry is praying in the wrong direction. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. If you know how to worry, you know how to pray. It's just that worry, we fixate on the problem and what it, how, how hard it's going to be for us. And when we pray, we take that problem and we release it to God and we trust Him. So how are you going to worry less in 2020? Replace your worry with worship. See, when you are overwhelmed with worry, just stop for a moment and tell God how great He is. Read Scripture about the greatness of God. Sing songs about how great God is. How great is our God. And be reminded that He can handle our worries. See, when you worship God, you are remembering, you are, you are telling God. Worshiping God is telling God that He is awesome, that He is amazing, that He is the one who can handle our problems. And then listen to what you're telling God. That we have a God who is big enough to handle our worries. And so I don't have to pull that worry back on myself. Instead, I can release it to God. Reverse your worries in 2020. When you discover that you are overwhelmed with worry, reverse your worries. See, you're going to think, oh, I'm so worried. I'm so worried about my kids. Or I'm so worried about my job. Or I'm so worried about the state of the world. Instead, reverse your worry and say, God, I'm so worried about my kids. But I know you're at work in their lives. God, I'm so worried about my job, but I know that you are the one who gave me this job, and I trust that you're going to pull me through this. God, I'm so worried about the state of the world, but the truth is, I can't do anything about it, but I know you can. And so give me the faith to trust that you are the one who's at work, and everything that's going on in the world right now, reverse your worries. Instead of pulling them in on yourselves and sitting in the the pain and the despair and the hopelessness that I'm so worried, instead, turn those around and hand Hand them to God. God, I'm worried about this, but I know you've got it. That's that's a resolution that's worth keeping. Don't worry about anything, Paul writes. Instead, pray about everything. Some of us are overwhelmed with worries this morning. Maybe we thought 2020 was going to be the year that we didn't have anything to worry about, and that lasted until we woke up on January 1st. 
that you are already overwhelmed with worry. It is choking out your life. It is fragmenting you. It is keeping you busy with stuff that you can't even do anything about. Today, we're going to come to the Lord in prayer and in song. We're going to worship him, and we're going to remember that he's the one who can make a difference in our worries, that we can hand them to him. But maybe, maybe today... You need to create some space for God in your life, and you need to come to the altar, and you need to just hand the Lord your worries. You need to say, I've been carrying this, Lord, and I need to give it to you so you can carry it, because I can't do anything about this, but I know you can. And so, in prayer, and in song, and in time at the altar, let's create space for God. Let's replace our worry with worship this year. We're going to pray more, and we're going to worry Less. Lord, I pray for those of us who are already broken with worry this year, who are already finding our lives choked out of us because we are filled with worry. Lord, we know that worry chokes you out of our life, and we would pray that instead of worry, we would turn to worship, that we would remember that there's a God who can handle all of our problems and those things that might happen to us that we don't know how we would get through. We know that if those things would happen, there's a God who's going to be with us and will not let us go and will walk through us. And so, Lord, today we create space for you. We reverse our worries. We give them to you, Lord. And if there's anyone today who's overwhelmed with worry, would the peace of God fill their hearts as they hand their worries off to you? Let's stand. Let's sing. And if you need to, come to the altar and let's pray that we could hand our worries to the Lord this year.